Mi gente, dímelo, dímelo, what's good? Happy mother effing New Year's, okay? 2024 is here. Hope you enjoyed the holidays, noche buena, whatever you celebrate. I just hope you was with family, friends, loved ones, people that care about you, people that you care about. I took some time off during the holidays to do just that. But guess what? It's Tuesday. And you know what happens on Tuesdays. Quien Tuera's podcast is back with another episode brought to you by Plural. That said, this episode is another teaser of what we have coming up this year. So as I mentioned on the last episode, every Tuesday, we typically have a different guest join us for a very candid conversation around the conflict that they've experienced between professionalism and authenticity. That said, we are planning on launching a second episode each week, probably every Friday, where I'm just going to share a very vulnerable part of myself. It's an audio journal entry. It's unscripted. I don't even know what I'm going to be talking about when I when I get into it. And all I do is ask myself two questions. How am I feeling and how do I want to feel? And then I just let whatever emotion I'm feeling that day take over the episode. So the audio journal entry that you're going to hear today was actually on the morning of Nochebuena, which is Christmas Eve. This was before I went to go see my family. And as you'll hear in the first few minutes, the holidays has a funny way of just bringing emotions out of me. And I think most people, but definitely your boy. Anyway, let's get into it. Today is Christmas Eve, a.k.a. Noche Buena, Sunday, December 24th, and... The holidays have an an undefeated. The holidays have an undefeated way of bringing out emotions. It is what it is, but the holidays are an emotional time. And right now, I'm feeling sad, defeated, frustrated, probably even like disappointed disappointed is very unpleasant let's call it and i think disappointed is probably the key word there which has a lot to do with our expectations early on and to talk about expectations right we're in december so to talk about expectations i'm really thinking about going into 2023 what did i think my year would look like let me set let me set the picture for you, right? So me and my boy last December, New Year's. So December 31st, 2022, before the clock hit midnight, we was outside. We went to our spot, our favorite spot. Feels like home. You know, the bartenders, the bouncers, everybody, right? So it was a good time. So we we in there chilling, drinking, the hookah coming out. Vibe, the vibes are there, right? So I, I lean over and I ask my boy, I'm like, yo, what are we dedicating next year to, right? And we're in a good mood. We're like, yo, you growing, I'm growing. Yo, you killing it there. 
I love to see where I, I love I love where you're headed. Like compliments is flowing, and I'm just like, yo. If you had to pick one word to dedicate to 2023, what would it be? He was like, damn, that's a good question. Thought about it for a minute. And then he looked over and said, I got it. Risk. For context, you know, he typically plays it safe, stays to himself. For certain points in time, he, he's, he's isolating himself, right? So for him, he's like, I'm going to step out a little bit more and expand my comfort zone. I'm going to take some risks next year, specifically in my business. And I think that should provide some results that I'm looking for, right? So after he's done with his explanation, he looks over at me. He was like, what about you, P? What's your word for 2023? And I thought about it. With so many words that you can pick from, like, what the hell was I going to say? I looked over at him and I said, cash. <laughs> and we just laughed. We were like, yo, cash. Damn. That was a good one. Going into 2023, I thought this was going to be my year when I finally get back to feeling confident and financially secure when it comes to my bank account. I didn't think I was going to get back to the amount of money that I was making at TikTok before I quit, but I thought I would be cracking six figures comfortably. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how the year started. Like, I, I'm telling you, I slid in so many DMs early January. It was like, yo, because 2022, I would say, was validating in the fact that companies want to pay me to go into their organizations to do speaking engagements, workshops, keynotes, et cetera. Right. And a lot of that 2022 money was coming in during Hispanic Heritage Month, which was around September to October. So in my head, I'm like, yo, 2023 is going to be crazy. Instead of focusing on, on Hispanic Heritage Month, let me start pitching people early on so that I can get these opportunities and engagements throughout the year instead of concentrated within these you know, 30 days. So I'm telling you, I slid into so many DMs, even in January, that LinkedIn paused my account for a day and was like, yo, you're a bot. They they basically accused me of being a bot. I'm not even joking. They accused me of being a bot because my message, because I sent out so many DMs and they said the language in the DMs was so similar, right? Because I copied and pasted for the intro. It was like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm offering. Are you interested? Pretty much. So that's how many DMs I was sliding into, right? And I was confident. I was like, oof, if I start early, I'm bound to like close a bunch of deals and like all these kind of things, right? That said, a few things that were out of my control happened in 2023. Hence the layoffs. Across tech, a lot in tech, but across tech, financial services, and a bunch of other, I mean, pr pretty much every industry, people were heavily impacted by layoffs. You'll see it. You see them call it, calling it restructuring, 
you know, cutting costs as we move towards profitability, they fired a bunch of people. You feel me? And people looked at me and was like, oh, like, you're so lucky. You have your own business, right? Like, you don't have to worry about getting fired. Um, if they're cutting costs, that means they are less likely to pay for my services. So although I wasn't necessarily fired, I had so many opportunities. I mean, I, I literally had contracts signed pretty much. And they were like, I'm so sorry. Like, we, we can't do this. We can't continue. Or like, I had verbal agreements and they were like, yo, I'm, I'm sorry, but we have to pause. I mean, contacts that I was even speaking to were fired or let go. So it definitely cut. I would say, I'm making this up, right? But if I had, what's a nice even number? I don't know, 20 clients that I was speaking to. I would say like those opportunities were cut in half, essentially. And it wasn't because of like, yo, like what you're talking about or what you like, you're pitching us isn't relevant, isn't valuable. It's more so like our budgets have been cut. This may have to be on pause until next year, potentially. You know what I mean? So that was tough. That was tough. In addition to that, I knew that even before these job cuts, I knew that I couldn't rely only on speaking engagements for this business. And I, I've always wanted to create a tech product, but it took me up until last year to even think about what that tech product would be. And I landed on this idea of an app that acted as your personal mindset coach. It's a way for us to make sense of your thoughts, feelings, emotions, It'll track it over time to give you some interesting insights around those emotions and moods. And it'll keep it real with you and let you know when you're jumping to conclusions, making up a story in your head, or even give you recommendations on how to think about the situation differently. Maybe even speak to yourself a bit more positively. During the focus groups that we actually had, Someone even described it as a therapist in your pocket. And the other day, I actually reconnected with a couple of friends and they were like, yo, how long have you been working on this app? And I, I, it feels like for so long that I didn't even remember. I was like, damn, I don't even know. So I actually went back into my email, looked like, when was the first email exchange between myself and the app development team that I'm working with right now? Shout out to E8 Labs. Yo, back in February. So not only early on in the year was I hustling, trying to, you know, get in contact with people in DMs and security speaking engagements. I was also putting some things on pause, right? Because I only have a certain amount of bandwidth. I was putting some things on pause to start building the future of the company, right? Because for a couple of years, since we launched in 2020, we've been a lifestyle and a media brand. Now we're transitioning into being a technology company which takes a lot of time to, to think and plan and, and, and test and do research and, you know, create focus groups to, to talk to people and be like, yo, what, what would be helpful for you? What should we be building? Right. And it's not like that product is ready right now that I could have been monetizing for it. We just finished user testing with the app prototype in, in, in October. And then we've been 
making a couple tweaks and now we're going to start building probably in january and the app should be ready in may of 2024 around there at that point we can start testing and monetizing right but that was another hurdle because not only was money coming in essentially paused because of, because of the layoffs i'm now increasing my expenses you know this app development team isn't you know working on this for free i don't have a technical co-founder that can build that can build this app in exchange for equity that's what a lot of founders do so i was <laughs> i wasn't i've been in a tough position this year and and you know this you know audio journal entry or audio voice note where i'm talking about my feelings and just like recapping this year the point of this isn't to talk about monetization strategy yeah there's a bunch of things i could have done it's more so to reflect on the feelings and emotions that i'm experiencing right now exploring those getting them out processing it so that i can move forward and the reason that I'm saying all this is because coming back to how we started the holidays, Christmas, I love the fact that my family doesn't put any pressure on myself, on any of us. We don't put any pressure on any of us to exchange gifts or give gifts or any, there aren't any expectations for a certain amount of gifts or a gift period during the holidays. I'm just putting that pressure on myself because I, I, I wanna spoil my family. Like I'm getting emotional even thinking about it, but our families just give so much to us. They, they make sacrifices. They just do so much. I don't, I don't need to get into details. Like, you already know what I'm talking about, right? Like, if you think about your family, think about all of all that they've done for you to get you to the point that you are healthy, happy, just, just living, right? Because I remember those days when I, when I did have a full-time job and I was comfortable being like, yo, mom, here's a couple, here's a couple racks, do what you gotta do. Oh, well, here's a couple. Here's here's some dollars for your lotto tickets. The uh, here's there. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I remember that feeling of like, oh no, you shouldn't have. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I would joke around and be like, well, <laughs> yo, take advantage, take take advantage now because we never know, right? I want to get back to that. I want to hear. I want to hear my grandma say, Ay, no, pero esto es demasiado. Ay, no, tú no necesitas gastar dinero así. Like, I want my grandma to tell me I'm doing too much. I want to do too much. Because right now, I feel like I'm not doing anything. And for the record, if it wasn't 100% clear, I did not get my family anything for Christmas. Yes, I visit my mom and abuela and I spend time with my aunt and overall I spend time with my family. 
And some will say my present, my presence is a present. I don't know who said that line, but it doesn't feel like enough. And again, no one is telling me that I'm not enough. I'm telling myself that, right? So part of it is part of, of getting these thoughts out is processing them and realizing that it's all in my head. I know my family loves me. I know my family values the time that we spend together more than anything else. Values the health that we all have in being there and celebrating and laughing and just being together is what's most important. I just, I want to get back to having the option. That's what it is. Like, if I want to do too much, I have the option to not do too much. Whereas now, I don't, I look at my bank account and I, the, those options are limited. Those options are limited. And, and I'm not even, oh man, it's, I'm not recording this and publishing it to, to, for you to feel bad for me. <laughs> And, and, you know, think you got to, you know, donate money for me and stuff like that. Um, if it ever gets to that point, uh, I, I'm, I'm comfortable just getting a job. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I, I will, I will take a job. I don't, I don't have any, like my ego isn't that big where I, where I feel like, oh, I can't go back to corporate. No, even when I quit my job at TikTok and, and I, and I did a whole episode about it, I was like. Listen, if this doesn't work out, I'm so comfortable going back to corporate. I'm totally fine with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, I'll probably, before I quit my job, I was doing my full-time job and working on Plural at the same time. I could do that again. And I ain't gonna lie, I've explored that option before. Right, so at the end of the day, as I'm building this app, I need money to pay people to build this app, hence the app dev team that I'm working on. And there's a couple ways to pay them, right? There's either you make enough money and you generate enough revenue that you can pay your bills and pay them. You can do some sort of fundraising where there are grants, there are donations. There's also investors and venture capital that you can apply for. And I think the third option is doing what I was doing before, which is getting a job before working the nine to five. I would work on Plural, do the nine to five, and then from five to nine, work on Plural again. I mean, the... The signing bonus alone would pay for the app development. And the benefit of that is that I would still keep 100% equity in the company. And then the money that I generate would just go into, you know, stacking up to a healthy savings account again. Would that be a busy time? For sure. I don't know. It's something that I'm thinking about and exploring deeply. I don't know if deeply is the right word, but it's something that I'm exploring. And 
I'm exploring it right now because I am financially insecure. I don't know. The purpose of this, again, was not to provide solutions, was not to talk about monetization strategy. Trust me. There's a lot of ways in 2024 that you can support me. I'm relaunching the merch store. We're launching the app. We're going to be launching a crowdfunding campaign where it's essentially going to be a pre-sale for the app. I'm going to be launching a membership tier for the podcast where you can sign up for exclusive episodes and content. And we're going to relaunch ads on the podcast. There's more, but those are just five ways to monetize, right? For me, it's just about how quickly can I monetize? Can I monetize enough before this cash runs out? Let's see. Stay tuned.